MyMac.com podcast number 35. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. I'm Tim Robertson. And I'm Chad Perry. And uh, if you hear any grumbles or rumbles, it's not because Chad or I have a empty stomach, it's because we're having a thunderstorm at the moment here in lovely Battle Creek, Michigan. Yep, really nice turn in the weather lately. I mean, it's been hot and humid, but we've been getting rain every other day. So. Yeah, it's kind of the way it goes sometimes. Um, I always thought it was kind of a, a, a Michigan thing to say, oh, if you don't like the weather, just wait. Yeah. And I found out they say that everywhere. <laughs> so now I, I'm not saying that anymore. No? And, no, and if someone says it to me, I'm going to tell them to shut up. <laughs> because it's just, it's like, you know what? It's not funny. It's stupid. And, and yeah. well, if you don't like the weather, just wait around. <laughs> it's going to change. <laughs> Nothing like uh, staying on topic right off the bat in the podcast All today. All right, and we're so glad to be talking about Mac stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a whole lot of Mac news yes, that was is. going on yep. since our last podcast, including the day that we recorded the podcast. But some of that stuff we didn't get to last week because mm-hmm. it wasn't reported when we were actually recording the show. I'm actually trying to load uh, Gmail at, uh, at the moment was, as yep. we're recording, and it's not coming in, so that's okay. We'll uh, we'll ignore it for a moment, and if it doesn't work, I'll jump back over there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I got an email. We got an email mm-hmm. from a guy named Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I don't. He's not the subway guy, though. Jarrett. Right. Oh, it's not, the not, sub- not subway no, Jarrett. No. Uh, last week during the podcast, I was talking about wouldn't it be cool to make a hub. That you can put dead shuffles in, and it would you can make it like, like a raid, and yeah. And so uh, Jared sent me an email. He says, "Hi guys, I enjoy listening to the show on Podcast Thirty Four. You make reference to a shuffle raid. Someone has already posted an example of this. Here's the link, and I'll uh, post a link to this in our show notes. So if you guys want to see, somebody else already did it. Oh, we're not so smart. I'm not. Well, <laughs> so much for my unique idea, right? <laughs> So uh, I'll, I'll post a link to it. Thanks, Jared, for uh, letting me know because, you know, I had no idea. I thought my, my idea was clever and unique. and <laughs> We appreciate the feedback, that's for sure. Thanks, Jared. I'm not clever and I'm not unique. <laughs> um, I, I still think it's kind of a, it, it's stupid, but it's also kind of funny. Whoa, we just had like a big lightning. You see that? Yeah. A big lightning flash. I'm waiting for the thunder. I, yeah. I don't think the listeners actually saw it, though. Oh, well. Um, as I just mentioned, here comes the thunder. Ooh. Nice, that was, deep sub bass yeah, to that Yes, that was, that was a good one. Um, la- well, geez, when was it when we did the, the, the news crew came out and recorded us doing the podcast, and we had, like, that three-and-a-half-minute news story yeah. on a local CBS affiliate? As we mentioned at the top of the show, we're in Battle Creek, Michigan, recording this, and someone um, in Marshall, his name's Brian Taylor, saw us on WWMT, and mm. he sent us an email, which was really cool. He's a Mac user himself, and I uh, said he got turned on to Macs about two years ago. Hmm. At least he didn't get turned on by Macs, because then you have a problem. Yeah, that would you be, know, yeah. You can be turned on to them, but you can't be turned on by yeah. them. There's a big difference there. Uh, that would be a hell of a Mac mod, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, we'll get into the Mac mod stuff in a second as part of the news because um, we're in a magazine article as well. We'll get into that in a few mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, let's jump right into the news. Our news is coming from MacMinute.com. MacMinute.com. Uh, I'll do the first one, then you jump on the second one. Sure. And I put this in here because this is, as a father of three girls, uh, 10, 11, and 2 years old, this is actually kind of cool for me. It's Radio Disney comes to the iTunes Music Store. Radio Disney today, today being July 19th, announced that songs from its playlist for kids, teens, and families will be featured on the iTunes Music Store. Radio Disney is blah, 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 blah. The rest is who cares. Yeah. Basically, all the Disney songs are going to be in the iTunes Music Store. I think that's really, really cool. And that's the kind of stuff, you know, 
I'm listening to the radio and I hear the same song over and over and over. I'm not going to run to the iTunes music store to buy it because personally I'm getting sick of those songs that are on the radio. Yeah. And because I have two girls or two girls in the age of 10 and 11, mm-hmm. they like to listen to the pop songs that are on the radio and popular right now. And you got one girl who's almost three and of course she'll be into that too. So. She's not almost three. She she's just turned two. Oh. But you know, she likes music too. Yeah. If I listen to talk radio, the two-year-old, I actually sit in the car in the back seat going, I don't like dad. I don't like. She wants me to put music on so she could dance in, in her car seat. So I don't download the pop songs that are on the radio right now. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, um, I've got all the old music I probably will ever want. Occasionally a song will pop up in my memory and I'll, oh, I remember that song. I like that. Let's go find that. And I'll go download it and yeah. enjoy it. But for the most part, I've got all the songs that I really, really wanted at this point. And, of course, you know, if a, a new Tesla album or something comes out, I'll get that from the iTunes Music Store. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, there's not a lot of content on my iTunes computer or on my iTunes application for the kids to really, really enjoy. They don't right. particularly care for most of the music I listen to. Um, I can't let it uh, random play while the kids are there a lot because some of it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a, I like old Prince music. Like I love Erotic City. It's one of my favorite songs. Definitely not one that you play around the kids. Yeah, I'm thinking about like sexy MF and a couple yes, others. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also have some uh, stand-up comedy on my computer from like Sam Kennison and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I can't just random play my music when the kids are there. I yeah. have to make playlists just for them. But the problem is I don't have a whole lot of music in iTunes that the kids are really going to enjoy. I've downloaded some. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, back when they were into Backstreet Boys, which both the kids now were like, oh, we hate them. They suck. <laughs> we never liked them. Yeah, that's why I've got like 20 Backstreet Boys and NSYNC songs on my computer because I wanted them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know how kids are. That's mm-hmm. yesterday's thing. And, oh, we can't be caught dead listening to that. Right. Although they'll still bob their head if it comes on the radio until you... you make eye contact and they'll be like i don't like this no more (laughs) boy band songs suck um so for that for the disney music to be up in the itunes store is great because a lot of the soundtracks from older disney movies especially and even some of the newer phil collins ish type of disney music i think that's great i'm willing to spend 99 cent for a song that i know the little one especially is really just gonna love to listen to mary poppins and stuff like that it's it's gonna be great so, mm-hmm. kudos go to Apple and Disney for getting all that up there and legally being able to buy it. Now, does this mean that Ty Pennington can take his little sticker off the back of his G4 laptop? Yeah, that would, be, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to explain? Because some people are not going to know who Ty true. is. Okay, well, basically, if you're not from the U.S., there's a, there's a show on that's called... Uh, Extreme Home Extreme Makeover. Extreme Home Makeover. Extreme Makeover Home Edition is what it's called. Uh, they have a group of designers uh, that come out and basically fix up someone's house or replace it with a beautiful new house and they do it within a week and they do it within a week and, Basi- and one of the uh it's very it's a very deserving family and, right you know it's, it's one of those emotional shows that my wife always cries towards the end and, yeah you know <laughs> that's great because sometimes i'll get choked up to like, yeah i will stupid too. show I hate this. <laughs> you know I'm trying to choke it down your wife's looking at you like you're gonna cry aren't you this is stupid <laughs> But every time they get online to go look for something or buy something or send an email to the family or a video mail, they've, they're always using a titanium notebook. Yep. And when they first started the a show... Titanium power book. book. Titanium power book. When they first started the show, you could see the little Apple logo yep. on the back. And then at some point throughout the, the season, they put a little sticker or something something over it so you didn't notice that it was a Mac. Do you remember the older uh, America's Funniest videos where they had that whole video wall and it was, it was all, all the bubblegum IMAX? Yep. Yeah, I see repeats every now and then and I see those IMAX and I'm like, wow, that was the day, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it would be nice for them to finally get rid of that stupid <laughs> sticker. It's, it's almost like they don't want to uh, give someone free advertising. Right. And that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's... It's an Apple logo. Come on. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the top five most recognized logos in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Extreme Makeover showing that Apple logo is going to cause you know thousands of people to rush out and buy a Macintosh. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will, but I don't think it's going yeah. to. Do you remember the older PowerBooks where the Apple logo was actually upside down? Mm. Uh, the G3 PowerBooks. Yep. 
And that used to drive me crazy because you would see a television show, someone using that power book, and the, of course the Apple logo would glow, mm-hmm. but it was upside down. Mm-hmm. I, I never figured out. Well, they never turned it the right way until they came out with the titanium books. I said, what the heck? Turn what? Of course, if you close the book towards you, yes, the Apple logo is looking at you. Right. But that's not how you use your laptop. You open yeah. the screen and then that logo is upside down. I thought that was just one of the, the dumbest things. Mm-hmm. That it, I never figured out why they did it that way. Someone really dropped the ball. Uh, next story from MacMinute.com comes from July 19th. And this is a survey, iPod outshines Sony Walkman phone. According to a recently released study on digital music devices by Technometrica Mark Market Intelligence, more than 140 million adult Americans have not heard of Sony's Walkman phone. The research firm said our findings suggest that the Walkman phone is poorly positioned for a head-to-head matchup against Apple's iPod or Dell's digital jukebox. Additionally, according to another finding from the report, more than 32 million adult Americans are planning to purchase an iPod within the next 12 months. So 32 million new um, iPod users. Well, you know, it doesn't say they're going to... It's the first iPod purchase, so that could be right. a replacement of an older iPod. iPod yeah. But still, that's pretty good for Apple when they see the figures like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sony Walkman phone. Now, I'm a pretty tech-savvy guy. I see all the new gadgets that come out. And, mm-hmm. You know, I go to the big box stores, and I'm, I'm online every day. Mm-hmm. I've never, I don't remember ever seeing a Sony Walkman phone. You know what, I don't either, so I guess I'm one of the 140 million adult Americans who've never even heard of the one. You know, I would imagine that 140 million adult Americans have not heard of the Sony Walkman phone. I would almost bet you that number is a lot more than that. I mean, if we just went up and down the street here and knocked on everyone's door and said, have you ever heard of the the, (laughs) the Sony Walkman (laughs) phone? Or have you heard of an iPod? I I would bet you it would be unanimous. Nobody would have heard of the Sony Walkman phone. Everybody would have heard of the iPod. Yeah. So I just thought that was a the um, a strange story mm-hmm. of a product I've never even heard of. Yeah. And you would think that we would have heard of something like that before because it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. If if I had a phone that was an iPod as well. It was like 30 gigabytes mm-hmm. that I could put headphones to. If I got an incoming call, just click mm-hmm. a button on the phone and it pauses the music and boom, I can hear the, the phone ringing or mm-hmm. have a conversation. That would be great. I would buy that. Yeah. As long as it worked with our stinking carrier. <laughs> but that's the other problem with cell phones. As great as these new phones coming out, if your cell phone carrier provider doesn't, doesn't have it, it. Yeah. it, it may not work on their network. Yeah. And uh, I think that the cell phone companies have too much of a stranglehold on that market. I really, really do. Mm. It's just, there's no choice. You you can either use the phones that are on your network or drop that carrier and go to another carrier. And yeah. that's just crazy. At least we could take our phone numbers with us now. Yep. Uh, story number three. I'm not even going to name them because I've got a lot here and I'm going to lose my place anyways. <laughs> uh, posted on July 19th at MacMinute.com. And uh, this is from our friends at MacMod.com. Yep. The Great MacMod Challenge 2005. MacMod.com today announced the Great MacMod Challenge 2005, sponsored by DLMac.com. Officially designated August as MacMod Month. Boy, that's poorly written. Hmm. The challenge pits Mac users against one another in a battle of creative wits to modify, mod, their Apple computers, by improving performance, appearance, and functionality. Modification categories include internal changes, external, lighting, modifications, peripheral, mice, iPods, etc., software mod- software mods, and miscellaneous modifications. Up to three mods can be submitted. This year's competition will feature over $2,000 in cash prizes and awards provided by DLMac.com, FastMac, and Daystar Technologies. Uh, the deadline for entries is August 31st. And, of course, we're not going to we be entering that. that no. yeah. uh, um, I've looked at a lot of the stuff that uh, MacMod has posted up there. Mm-hmm. And they've got some fantastic stuff. I yeah. mean, some of the people that, that have gotten into the entire modding thing on the Mac side is just, they do fantastic work. Yeah. Um, we could go back up a little bit and say MacMod.com, when they came out, was right before we released our... First uh, MacMod video. Yeah, and so we had the same name, and I contacted them. I said, I don't want you guys to think. And I've talked about this on a, a long-ago mm-hmm. podcast. 
most of our listeners haven't heard those. Yeah. I emailed them. I said, I don't want you to guys to think that we're ripping off your name, but we we uh, we have a video program coming out called MacMod. It's almost complete. Yeah, by that time, we'd been in post-production for, what, three months after shooting? Oh, at least. At least. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we even had a, um, an opening sequence done in 3D that Tad Sheeler did for us yep. that had MacMod. And they were real cool about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I've emailed back and forth with those guys quite a few times. And in the meantime, uh, we released our Mac Mod. It became very popular. Mm-hmm. We sell the DVD through the website. i got to remember to put a link in the show notes if anybody ever wants a copy. Yeah. By the way, speaking of which, I want to get that DVD from you tonight, Chad, because I lost most of my um, iDVD files mm-hmm. to make more copies. So we oh, can, really? yeah. yeah. So I need to burn a disk image of this so I can just rip a copy <laughs> off for whoever wants one. Um Anyways, um, we were contacted, geez, maybe three months ago now, Yeah. by Mac Format Magazine. That's a UK Macintosh magazine. I wish we got it here because I've actually got a PDF copy of uh, their current edition, at least part of it, and it mm. looks like a fantastically yeah. laid out magazine as well as really well written. Done. Yeah, it's just a great magazine. And um, they, they've interviewed us. Uh, about our iAtari Mac when that was the first one. Mm-hmm. So in their August uh, August issue, which is on the market now over there in the UK, mm-hmm. you can pick up the uh, uh, that magazine, Mac format. And let me see if it says which page it's on. Do 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 do. Nothing like launching. It starts on page seventy. Mm, is it? Well, I gotta zoom up because it's. Yep, on page seventy it starts, and it's called Nip and Tuck, and it's. Uh, the caption is, bored with how your Mac looks, got an old machine that could do with a new outfit, check out the world of modding. And on page 71, right at the top, is the iAtari Mac, and they actually included three pictures of our unit. And, Very cool. Uh, they did an interview, and uh, were mentioned in there, so mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. And uh, so if you guys live in the UK, go check it out, get the latest edition of uh, Mac format, and Go to page 70 immediately and start reading. We're in there. <laughs> <laughs> they did an interview as well with us about a month ago, a month and a half ago, about podcasting. Yeah. So we're starting to become kind of a staple over there in Mac Format Magazine, and I can't even subscribe to it. <laughs> How fair is that? Oh, well. Anyways. Yep. What do you got next over there? Digirati University releases free tutorials via iTunes. Digirati University has made their Photoshop CS2 video tutorials available for free through iTunes. That's a great deal. This iTunes link will take you to their listing in the iTunes Music Store. Once subscribed, users can view the tutorial videos in the album art window or using the show video full screen button, view, view them full screen. Have you looked at that yet? I have not checked it out. I, I checked it out yesterday. The other day, yeah, so. I went to the, I subscribed to their uh, podcast. It's, technically, that's what it is. It's a podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, right there, you know where the where you can see the album art yeah. in iTunes? It's a video. And if you uh-huh. click it, you can make it full screen or however large that video yeah. initially is. And I went through and it, it was like a, oh geez, I think it was like 10 to 20 minutes. Wow. Video tutorial. And it's it's full motion. You can see what they're doing as they explain it to you. Mm-hmm. That's It's just fantastic. And I think that's the kind of stuff I would like to see more of. Yeah. It's not the kind of stuff that I'm going to do. I just don't have the time. Right. But... Wow, what a great idea that mm-hmm. is. And best yet, it's free. Yeah. I mean, how, how great could you get? Um, and what a great use for iTunes Music Store, too. Absolutely. Talk about content. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it not only it promotes the usage of iTunes, which Apple obviously hopes will promote buying iPods. Mm-hmm. That's why they included uh, podcasting in iTunes. So you, you tie podcasting in with the whole Apple experience, thus the iPod. Yeah. That's why they did it. Um, but what what a great idea, you know. When Apple comes out with the video iPod, and everybody knows they're going to, mm-hmm. this would ju- this just proves that you could just suck those videos right out of iTunes and put them right on your iPod. You imagine carrying your iPod around with some video tutorials for Adobe or whatever. If you're going to go to, let's say, you're uh, an educator or whatever it is, you could go mm-hmm. somewhere with your iPod, hook it to a TV, or you can watch it right there on your iPod. That's yep. great functionality. And uh, I think this is just the very beginning. We're at just the very cusp of what this can be. Oh, absolutely. I, and I think it is a great idea. When I think about it, you know, how many times have you been working on an application and you're either flipping between the PDF manual and the actual application or you're flipping through a book 
and trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. It would be so convenient to have an actual video display in your hand on your video iPod when it comes out yep. and actually see it and then just look down and look up and be able to do what you want to do. When we released our eBooks, and we still only have two, and we haven't mm -hmm. promoted them half as much as we should have, Yeah. Um, and really it, we were probably a little early in doing it than we should have been. Anyways, mm -hmm. whole different discussion. Um, I laid out the books, and I actually created them using Adobe's InDesign CS. Mm -hmm. Well, I had never used that program before. Um, I had used Quark years before, but what I learned in Quark really didn't help me with InDesign. So I got, I think it was called Inside Adobe C, um, oh, jeez, I can't even think of the, the book title at this time. But it came with a, uh, a um, CD-ROM tutorial, or maybe it was even DVD. No, it was CD-ROM. And I tell you what, to watch the video to learn how to do something, for me anyways, was 10 times more helpful than reading a dry text. Yep. You know, I saw what they did, I watched it a couple times, did it myself, okay, I've got it. So yep. video tutorials are great. I think this is going to be big in the iTunes Music Store. Mm -hmm. uh, next we have Apple's market share jumps in Q2. A report by research company IDC has noted that Apple's market share in the U.S. improved, or in, I should say jumped, 33% in the second quarter, now totaling 4.5%. Uh, shipments for Q2 were 658,000 units compared to 495,000 in the same period last year. The 1.2% increase puts Apple in fourth place among manufacturers. So in other words, when people say, "How well, Mac's got such a small market share, they're at 4.5%, and yep. they're number four computer manufacturer supplier in the United States. Yep. So much for a small, tiny market share, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they're getting crushed by Dell. Well, Dell doesn't even own 20% of the market. They own right. like 16 or 15%. So Apple's 4.5 doesn't seem very small when you compare it. A lot of people want to say, well, of, of all the computers out there, Macs only account for you know, one, two percent. Now it's 4.5. Mm -hmm. But instead of counting against the entire PC industry, Let's count it by companies. How many, what's the percentage of the computer market that this company mm -hmm. owns and this company? And if you do it that way, Apple's number four. Yep. So I think that's, that's great news. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a fantastic news. And it's only because that uh, we're doing this podcast now. We've converted so many people. <laughs> and yet Apple hasn't sent us anything. Man. No, but. I don't know what's up with that. A little thanks would be nice. That's right. Uh, let's listen to a quick ad real quick. We'll be right back with some more MacMinute.com news here at uh, the MyMac.com podcast. Is there a dinosaur in your life? A big, slow computer that eats up space? Remember what happened to the dinosaurs? They all got sick with viruses and worms. Dump the dinosaur and get a Mac. The Mac Mini is fast, nimble, no bigger than a lunchbox, and you can go wireless without a phone jack in sight. Macs aren't immune from viruses, but they are much less likely to catch them. Find out why at Small Dog Electronics in Waitsfield and on the web at smalldog.com. And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. Not Mac News has discovered that the relationship between Apple and Intel has soured. Apple is now planning on switching to AMD processors. That relationship is expected to last three months, whereupon Apple will be switching to the Spark processor by Sun Microsystems. Unfortunately, Sun will not be able to meet Apple's requirements, and 30 days later, Apple will switch to vacuum tubes. Not Mac News was also able to learn that some key information was held back when Apple announced that the iTunes Store had sold half a billion songs. Apple failed to acknowledge that the most popular song in the iTunes library was Afternoon Delight by the Starland Vocal Band. Noted audiophile Tim Robertson was said to be very pleased that his all-time favorite song held the top spot. Not Mac News. Lather, rinse, and do not, under any circumstances, repeat. I'm not Chad Perry. And we're back on our uh, podcast. Uh, hold on a minute, I need to turn down that radio. Where's the control? Yeah, get that off there. Yeah, the volume's messed up on the radio. I'll just 
Uh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, it's off now. Thank uh, we wouldn't want to be playing any protected, copyrighted music on our podcast, even uh, by Even accident. if it is your favorite, I know. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, anyways. Uh, you know, we've got a uh, new Guy Searle uh, dashboard minute to play as well, Excellent. a little later in the show. And uh, I did want to talk about our other um, sponsor, Ramjet. Ramjet is right now offering a 400 gigabyte. Firewire 400 drive for 3.99. That's one dollar per gigabyte. That is amazing. You know, looking. You know, it would be a, a fun podcast hmm. sometime in the future. And um, I know I'm going to forget about it, and that's why I'm talking about it right now. You don't have to write it down. We're right. Okay. We're doing it in the podcast, so this is why I'll, I'll remember it. Um, wouldn't it be fun to do a podcast as if it was, say, 1996? We'll talk about the new Macs that just came out. Oh, man. You know, like the Power Mac 8600 or whatever was out mm-hmm. that year. Um, the cost of RAM, the cost of hard drives, mm-hmm. how to replace the, your floppy drive. What's this whole <laughs> CD-R stuff that's coming out, and <laughs> do we think it's going to take off? You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, I'd it, be it would great. be like doing a, a podcast in the past. And how to get the most out of the Great Lakes Freenet. That's right. <laughs> Nobody else out there is going to know what that is, but... Ex bulletin board system here in the West Michigan area. Yep. Um, did you ever? Were you ever a member of the Great Lakes? No. Freenet? No. Uh, I was actually a moderator. Ooh, <laughs> scary. Um, so that's a good deal from uh, um, Ramjet. Go to ramjet.com or take a look at our show notes. I'll have a direct link to that FireWire hard drive. But a dollar a gigabyte is this I mean, dirt cheap. You know, if if you could take, obviously it's FireWire, so it wouldn't help if you went back. You know, say eight years. But it's still an IDE drive, so mm-hmm. you couldn't use that in the older Macs either because they were all scuzzy. Mm-hmm. But if somehow you could take that drive from 400 gigabytes right now, go back eight years and hand it to someone and let them hook it up to their computer, mm-hmm. the, it would just be ungodly to them because at the time people had like 20 megabyte hard drives. Right. Maybe maybe a 50 gigabyte or a 50 megabyte hard drive. Yeah. You're talking about 400 gigabytes. They'd be like, it's like Marty McFly driving back in the DeLorean, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's just a huge, and you know, 10 years from now, we'll be like, here's a new uh, 400 terabyte. Remember when gigabytes was to seem like a lot to us, Chad? (laughs) (laughs) We were stupid back then. We had no idea what was coming. Uh, You see that new... I couldn't even store one 3D holographic video on this thing. (laughs) (laughs) We laugh, but you know what? I know. There's, There's a couple companies actually working on holographic technology yeah. for storage and uh i don't know it's beyond me yep well next in the news we've got an article from forbes magazine where basically forbes says that apple is set for continued market share gains the story on forbes today notes that research from piper jaffrey maintained an outperform rating and at u.s 52 dollar price tag on apple this on the news from idc that apple's market share has grown in the second quarter we expect continued market share gains through the back half of calendar 2005 as Apple benefits from carryover from the massive installed base of iPods during the back-to-school and holiday seasons. So in other words, they expect more people that never bought a Mac before is probably going to be buying a Mac because they have an iPod, they're so happy with it, and they're figuring yep. Apple makes something this great, let's check out the Macs as well. Yep. So that's all good news for Apple and us as a Mac website. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, next, we have Apple looking to sell music videos. This was posted on July 18th at MacMinute.com. Uh, a report in the Wall Street Journal, which is a paid subscription, says that Apple has been talking to record labels about the possibility of selling music videos online. According to the report, Apple has spoken with Warner Music, EMI, blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, what Apple and these record companies are saying is they want to sell music videos for a buck ninety-nine each. Now, this brings up a couple questions. Number one, how many people are really willing to spend two bucks for a music video? Um, maybe maybe that's a big market. You know, it's not for me personally. Even if they had archived music videos of, you know, stuff from the 80s, I'm mm-hmm. not willing to spend two bucks to yeah. watch that on my computer or even on a video iPod if it comes out. And number two, does, does them selling music videos definitely signal a video iPod. I think the selling uh, the uh, music videos probably signals a video iPod, 
I personally don't think there's a big market out there for music videos. I mean, MTV doesn't even play music videos anymore. Yeah, the time. well, that's a big complaint of MTV that they're not. Yeah. And that's what that's why VH1 was becoming so popular. But even they're not playing music videos. I mean, did you know, for instance, Hulk Hogan has his own reality TV show on VH1? It's like, <laughs> I didn't realize uh, that. Who's the boss, Hogan, or... Yeah. It's basically Hogan and his family. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know, we've hit a new low. Yeah. And why is something like that on VH1? Isn't Wasn't VH1 like the edgy MTV? Mm-hmm. It's MTV what they used to be years ago when MTV was still cool and wasn't yeah. the real world part 857th. Yeah. You know, um, the real world Iraq, you know. Mm-hmm. Second week, canceled because everybody's dead. Yeah. But, you know... Who's watching music videos? And I, I read a follow-up to the story, and I didn't write it down for us, but that the music industry is all excited about this because they're trying to find more revenue, obviously. CD sales right. are down. They blame piracy. I blame crap music being released in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they want to do that because it's just more revenue for them. I just don't mm-hmm. see a big market share for it. Yeah. But then again, here's the the flip side of that is... If this is super successful, will Apple and iTunes, uh, um, will they be the new MTV? I mean, think about it. It, They could be the new hip MTV, what MTV was back in the early 80s when it first came out. Because, for instance, I was one of the first people on our street when MTV came out. Within the first six months of MTV being Mm -hmm. released, we had it. Yeah. I remember it was on the second tier of the little switch box, number 23. That was mm-hmm. MTV. And it was always on MTV if my parents weren't in the living room because yep. it was just so cool. Well, see, and that's what I remember. I remember when I used to babysit for other folks and they'd have cable at their house. That's what I'd be watching the entire time is MTV. And it was fantastic. Yep. But MTV, it blows now. I mean, yeah. it, it's so boring that, you know, every now and then I might stop and watch, you know, a punk or even a little bit of Pimp My Ride. But right. I'm like, why is this on MTV? Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. It it could be something huge. I don't think the, the demographics are you and I. No, but maybe it is a younger generation. Maybe That's it is true. the eighteen through twenty five year olds who would die to buy these videos and have them on their video iPod and watch them in their car while they're driving. Yeah, because they'd be you know right in front of me mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at traffic lights. <laughs> Speaking of iTunes. Well, anybody who's visited the website, website at apple.com knows this one already. Basically, I, Apple has hit its target of 500 million songs wow. purchased from the iTunes Music Store. Uh, they basically had the countdown, and they announced the prizes, which, just in case you didn't know what they were, it's an iPod Mini and iTunes gift card for 50 songs to the iTunes customer who purchased the winning song at each $100,000 $100, interval. And the person who downloads the 500 millionth song snag the grand prize of 10 iPods of their choice to share with family and friends, an iTunes gift card for 10,000 songs, and an all-expense-paid trip to see four or four four to see Coldplay on their world tour. Woo-hoo. And the 500 million song was Faith Hill's Mississippi Girl, and that was purchased Sunday by Amy Greer from Lafayette, Indiana. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, I don't even know Mississippi Girl, but I, and I'm not a country and western type mm-hmm. of listener at all. I usually hate that, but I actually like Faith Hill. Yeah. Some of her songs that I've heard, my wife likes country music. I hate country music. Yeah. But i got to give an exception for Faith Hill. She's she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And she's really pretty. She is pretty. Apple released a, this will be the last bit of news that we go over today, uh, before we get into our focus segment, yep. which we haven't even told people were, what it was going to be about, but that's okay. Uh, they released a bunch of updates. Apple releases AirPoint, AirPoint, Airport 4.2. Um, let's see. According to the release, this update fixes connection problems and resolves security issues with WPA2 wireless networks. Actually, didn't we go over that last week? I don't know. We might have. Not airport. No. Uh, Apple also released iPhoto 5.0.3, the latest update to its popular digital photo organizational software. According to the release notes, this update addresses issues with Tiger compatibility Book and print ordering and smart albums. I updated and I didn't see any difference, but yeah. then again, I didn't order a book and uh, <laughs> it was working with Tiger Frying for me, yeah. so I don't know, somebody must have been having some problems. They also uh, updated a slew of their um, more pro offerings out there, mm-hmm. including uh, Soundtrack, Soundtrack Pro 1.0.1, 
Final Cut Pro 5.0.2, and let's see what else, DVD Studio Pro 4.0.1. So those are all the uh, updates from Ample. If you have any of those applications, take a look at your software update utility and uh, use it. Use it. Well, you know, maybe you should check out a few websites to see if there's any problems with these updates. Check out uh, Mac Minute. Mm-hmm. No, actually, Mac Minute probably wouldn't be a good one to, to visit to find out if something's broken. Yeah. Um, Macintosh.com, mm-hmm. MacFixit.com. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <coughs> Have we got a new installment from Guy Searle? <coughs> yeah, we sure do. Sorry, I had to cough right there. <laughs> so let's go ahead and run now with Guy Searle's... Uh, dashboard Minute. Dashboard Minute. And he changed the song a little bit, so... Okay. Let's, let's listen to the Dashboard Minute. You're listening to the Dashboard Minute, exclusively on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Guy Searle and this is the Dashboard Minute. Before I get into the widgets, I have some news and a correction for my review of Scenario Software's Scenario Poker Game. It has been updated and the repeating hand problem I mentioned in my review is now gone. You can find it at Scenario.com or at VersionTracker.com. In dashboard-related Apple news, an update for OS X 10.4 Tiger has been released that affects Dashboard. It's labeled 10.4.2, and besides a host of enhancements for OS X, it also updated Dashboard to include a widget manager. This manager allows you to view all available widgets and start up each one by double-clicking their name without scrolling through the bottom dock-like screens. A red minus symbol permits you to delete widgets no longer desired directly to your Mac's trash can. While other widget managers have been released, this one is truly integrated with Dashboard and access to it is always there. The other exciting change is that the standard included with Dashboard widget, Unit Converter, has been altered so that it requires much less CPU usage. While not exactly the most thrilling of updates for Dashboard, those who regularly use unit converters should be pleased. It can be found via software update or downloaded directly from the Apple website. Now for the widgets. As a child of the 70s and 80s, I pumped my fair share of quarters into Pac-Man games at various arcades. While there have been many clones created throughout the years, most have none of the authentic look, feel, or sound of the original. Christopher Marks has created a version that takes you right back to those bad hair days. You control the little yellow guy with the arrow keys on your keyboard. You run around a maze eating dots and avoiding the ghosts named Blinky, Inky, Pinky, and Clyde. Eat one of the four power dots to turn the table on the foursome. I did notice that the ghosts don't behave quite like they did in the console version, but what do you expect for something that's only an 85k download? To find it, go to dashboardwidgets.com and look under games. Go soon, though, because while it's still at dashboardwidgets.com, the author was forced to remove it from his website at chrismarks.com. On the more useful side of things, Road Warriors will appreciate a widget created by the fine folks at spintriplet.com called Air Traffic Control. What this widget does is constantly scan for networks that use an 802.11b or g airport wireless card. You can sort of do this in a finder by constantly clicking the airport symbol on the menu bar, but if you're driving, this could be considered dangerous and most likely illegal. This widget brings up all available wireless networks along with their name, whether or not they are locked or password controlled, the type of router being used, and signal strength. Another appreciated feature is that by clicking on one of the network names, changes your airport settings to switch to the network desired in the finder. I should note that the legality of using unsecured wireless networks without the consent of the owner is questionable, and that you should always use one of the commercially available free or pay-per-use networks that are available in most cities. Those of you listening with unsecured wireless networks should read your router's manual to find out how to secure it from unauthorized use. You can find air traffic control at the author's website at www.spintriplet.com or at either versiontracker or macupdate.com. 
If you find it useful, consider giving a donation via PayPal through the link at spintriplet.com. Support those who support the Mac. If you have a comment or suggestion for the Dashboard Minute, or if you would like me to review your widget, send me email at dbminute at gmail.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Dashboard Minute. 5,281 podcasts. Podcast Alley, PodcastPromos.com, Podshow, Podfinder Podcast, iTunes. Where are your listeners going to find your podcast? In all the clutter, get noticed and stand out. My name is Adam Raymer, and I own Madtown Aces Audio Productions. We want to produce your podcast promo. Many big-name podcasters have solicited promos for play on their shows. What's more likely to get played? This is Billy Bob. Listen to my podcast. Or this. Podcasting to the world, it's Johnny Phonic, the digital experience podcast. Podcasting from the Red Boy World Headquarters. Typical PC user, help for the rest of us. Even if you want to use your own voice, we can make you sound more like you. Contact me personally now for your free consultation on the web at madtownaces.com or by email madtownaces at gmail.com. Madtown Aces Audio Productions, providing quality audio imaging solutions for the podcast community since the dawn of podcasting. Madtown Aces Productions. Podcasts like you mean it. And that promo was uh, obviously, uh, the reason we played that is because he's the guy who does our intro voice and exit voice. Yep. So, And he also does the intro to Chris Siebold's segment. So mm-hmm. uh, we definitely want to give props where props is due. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump right into our feature segment, um, or focus segment, I should say. Chad and I sometimes have a difficult time coming out with something for our focus segment because we both get busy with other things, and then it's... Yep. Tuesday night, and we go, oh, what are we going to do the focus <laughs> segment on? And last night I said, well, you know, we've got a ton of news items to go through, and that's going to take a, a lot of the show. Which it has. Definitely. But I thought, you know what, let's do something a little different. Let's give our listeners something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And that is, let's mention, you mentioned two and I mentioned two, and independently we went out and we both found two really cool Mac-related websites mm-hmm. that we thought our listeners would enjoy listening yep. to, or listening to. Uh, visiting, I should say. Uh, and I, I'll get us started. The first one I found was called uh, folklore.org. F O L K L O R E dot O R G. That's created by Andy Hertzfeld. Uh, this is the, the site that Andy turned into the book Revolutions in the Valley by O'Reilly Publishing. Uh, it's all about the creation of the original Mac, uh, its ups and downs, and collection of short stories. From the original Mac team, mm. um, it, it's it's a fantastic site. Mm-hmm. Different people who worked on the original Mac Mac platform, Mac computer, the the first Macintosh, uh-huh. as we call it, the Mac 128K now. And it, and it was and the whole site is really revolves around recollection recollections of the original team. Just funny little stories. Mm-hmm. Some of it is very technical oriented. For instance. Um, well, I don't want to get into the too technical details. Like, I'll give you an example, though. The mm-hmm. first, do you know what the first graphic ever to be shown on a Macintosh computer was? No. The first one, it was Scrooge McDuck. Really? Yep. And that's the kind of neat little snippets of information you can learn by going mm-hmm. to folklore.org. What is that sound? Oh. oh, the air conditioning just kicked on, so. Yeah. Might be a little louder in the background during the podcast, but that's okay, because it's hot in here. <laughs> So folklore.com uh, or dot, dot org, I'm sorry, really cool site. We will link it obviously to our show notes. And the one that I chose, one of the ones, was one that I found. It's uh, crazyapplerumors.com. Crazy Apple. That sounds something like it would be uh, a favorite of Chris Siebold. Yeah, it, it would be, and it's it's similar to Not Mac News, so. Dang, I'm, I'm trying to bring it up right now. Crazyapples.com? Crazyapplerumors.com. Just like it sounds. Uh, Crazy Apple Rumors site. Yep. And basically, they just post a different rumor on a fairly regular basis. And they're all pretty much joking, just like not Mac News. But I, I do enjoy reading them. So, if you ever want a little something to lighten your day and, uh, you know, distract you from 
all the crap you normally go through. CrazyAppleRumors.com is a great place to go and get some night news. I, I never looked at it before, but I'm just glancing at it here, and it, and it looks really good. Check out the top one. Uh, the top one. Uh, Mac Universe almost completely devoid of dudes with mustaches. That's not me. And you. you got a mustache. Well, so do you. Well, what they're saying is that, you know, here it is. University of California graduate student Sam Almonte said they found lots of goatees, Van Dyke's troll patches, beards, and startlingly large numbers of attempts at those, but no one with just a mustache. Well, I have just a mustache. You have a I goatee, so you don't yeah, count. I don't count. You also have a nice furry chest. And <laughs> I don't. A little bit more information than the yeah, narrator. Yeah, I'm just going to start calling you Robin Williams. Jeez. Um... Yeah, it looks like a great site. Good mm-hmm. pick. I'm going to have to definitely check that out. Um, when we're done here, make sure you uh, copy these URLs for me and, and yeah. email them to me so I can put them in the show notes. Okay. So anybody to listen to this, don't have to. you don't have to write them down really quickly as we're giving the URL. Just go to the show notes for uh, podcast number 35 at mymac.com, and we'll mm-hmm. have a link there. Yep. My next one is uh, the site Dennis Sellers created after he left Macworld or Mac Central. Maximumnews.com. Um, it's you know what I go there all the time. Dennis is a fantastic writer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually agreed to be on our podcast in the past. Mm-hmm. I just haven't got around to actually setting yeah. a time up and recording the conversation. But we will have him on someday. Okay. Um, he Dennis did the roving reporter uh, articles at Max Central during the expos, which I mm-hmm. really really enjoyed. He's doing them over at MaximumNews.com. Some of the things that you could find there. Um, it's got blog-like postings where Dennis talks about, you know, movies and stuff like that. But it's not just Dennis. He has a staff of uh, quite a few writers that, that contribute every day. And they go into news, reviews, commentary. Um, they have something that's really cool. They they were running the Inside Apple Patents, where they mm-hmm. were going and getting the public um, accessible information from the patent mm-hmm. office and showing... The readers or the readers, what Apple was patenting mm-hmm. and what these technologies will do. So that was real interesting. And of course, mm-hmm. Apple doesn't bring to market every patent that they do, but it kind of gives you an insight of what Apple's kind of looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a maximum newscast, which is in QuickTime, which you can view. And I think it's live every Thursday. Although I think they skipped during the Mac World Expo because the last time I watched it, they were still talking about Mac OS um, Tiger ten point point four or whatever the last mm-hmm. update that it wasn't the point two it was point one so yeah. it's a little out of date and i don't know what the deal with that is but um maximumnews.com really go site and and look at our show notes so we'll have a link to it the okay. last one you got last one i got is actually a game site it's uh udevgames.com and uh they basically have more or less a forum where you can post um or they have contests for for independent game developers for the macintosh platform so if you're ever wondering what's out there for my Mac, how come I can't find any decent games, uh, UDev Games is a good place to go. They have a contest every year. They just had one uh, recently, I think last year, buttoned up. And uh, you can actually download demos of each of the, the uh, entries entries, oh. and actually play them. That sounds and they fun. And they have varying qualities, of course, because, you know, you have all sorts of small people, or all sorts of... Small people? <laughs> small people. Yay, small small companies and independent developers creating games <laughs> for the Mac. But it's it's pretty cool. I enjoyed it, so... Speaking of small, did you know Chris Siebold's like three foot two? He's really, really? a little midget, yeah. yeah. He's got a son that's going on three that's almost as tall as him now. Wow. It's, uh... It's it's quite freakish, actually. Oh, the few times I've seen him like do video blogs, he actually looks much taller. I know, but that's all you know, blue screen technology. Well, and, and again, he did write that book about how to make iMovies on the cheap, so I'm that's right. sure he's got some way to make himself tall. So. And lastly, a few of the things up at MyMac.com right now. Um, John Nemo has a new Nemo memo, and it's con- titled "Windows is still better than a Mac," right? And it's a sad story about backing up your hard drive. Mm-hmm. And there's some good discussion going on. Russ Walkowicz has a review of the Griffin Ear Jams. I actually have those at home. I haven't used them yet. So, mm. But Russ gave it a 4 out of 5. Wow. It's uh, worth checking out. We reposted a link to Buying Used Macs by Neil Monks. It's one of our e-books. Yep. Only it's going to cost you 5 bucks. You can use PayPal or uh, any credit card will do. Mm-hmm. Something called the MyMac Podcast 34, but that's like a week old now. Yeah. So we won't talk about that. That's old that. news. What have we got on the blog side? Well, we've got uh, a little goodbye to Scotty from Roger Bourne. Scotty, we barely knew you. Basically, James Dewan's passed away. Poor, poor Scotty. Yeah. 
And we've got A Simple Simon St. James, which is posted by David Every, which did, is... Did you read that? Yes, I did read it. That was fantastic, wasn't <laughs> it? was a it? fantastic critique. Um, instead of getting into that, because it's a very complex situation, yeah. and uh, just go to MyMac.com, look for David K. Avery's Simple Simon St. James, mm-hmm. read it. You'll enjoy it. Yep. Uh, Mark, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, Mark uh, had a, a nice blog up called Rediscovering an Old Passion the eBay Way. And uh, what happens when the 1980s meets 2005. Basically, he's an old audiophile like I am. Mm -hmm. And he kind of got back into it thanks to eBay. He just recently really discovered eBay. Mm. Unfortunately, I've known about it for a long time. I've spent more money than I probably (laughs) should have. But he's going back and getting some of his old audiophile equipment. Oh, really? And uh, staying more up on the cutting edge. And So that Mm -hmm. was was pretty cool. Uh, Bailey is back with a blog. And it's called Bathroom Talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Guy Searle has what a character, um, a, a small and harmless blog. Uh, Tim Robertson posted an ad blog. That's basically an advertisement. Yep. We do that occasionally, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty much it for right now. Everything's been posted for a while. Go up to mm-hmm. MyMac.com, take a look at our features, mm-hmm. which is always Mac or iPod content. Or blog side, which can pretty much kind of a potpourri of everything, yep. anything and everything. So that's been our podcast today. Let's listen to our announcer guy send us off. Uh, if you guys want to send us an email, send it to mymacpodcast at gmail.com. We didn't get a whole lot of email last for the last show, number 34. Mm. But you know what? It was one of our most popular shows as far as being downloaded. So go wow. figure. So I, I don't know. People just aren't emailing. <laughs> Please email me and... Chad, we're, we're I didn't lonely. Like that show. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. That was stupid. <laughs> They're not getting my email. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's going to be a show for today. What do you think? Anything else you want to cover before nope, we get I out think of here? We're ready to go. All right. Let's hear the announcer guy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.